You're a visionary. You know all is possible in the NFT world, and I welcome you to Freedom with NFTs. I'm Lauren Turton, and in each episode of Freedom with NFTs, I interview NFT gurus who share their experiences, strategies, tools, and tips so you can dive even deeper into creating your own freedom with NFTs. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So hit subscribe so you can stay dialed in to freedom with NFTs. When I started Freedom with NFTs, I did it because I wanted to bring the knowledge of NFTs to the masses. And I also wanted to connect further with those that were doing incredible things in the NFT space. And I'm so excited to bring to Freedom with NFTs someone who's involved in projects that are innovative, creative, and truly stunning. I welcome that NFT guy. He's a creative strategist by training with a passion for anything digital or nerdy. He's the co-founder of the 8.1 Uncage, the first NFT character series, which is airdropping eight characters over 12 months. And he's a keen NFT collector and an early crypto adopter. I welcome to the floor that NFT guy. How's your day going so far? Oh, I am buzzing. I'm buzzing just to be here. I've been looking forward to this for quite a while now. So thank you so much for, for having me on your show. It's an honor to have you here today. And before we get into questions about the NFT world, I'd love to get to know you a little bit more. So tell me about your past work experiences or what your current day job is now. Sure. Yeah. So I've spent the last five years working as uh, what's going to sound like a bit of a made up job title, but I assure you was it a real job. Uh, so I worked as what you call a creative strategist. So that's where you kind of work to define the idea behind a, you know, a TV series, a advertising campaign, something by understanding the audience, by understanding what's popular uh, and taking that and kind of building a, a creative brief from that and then working with creatives to, to execute that. So I'm, I've worked the last five years basically working the step before something is executed creatively. So I, I, you know, the NFT world is something that is just, I feel was just such a calling to me. It's something that I feel like it's a bit of like a, a tech nerd, somebody who's been, you know, into cryptos for a long time. As soon as I, I heard about NFTs, I thought, well, you know, if I don't think there will ever be another trend that's just more, you know, like, like suited to me. So, uh, so that, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so then tell me, when did you first hear about NFTs? So I actually got into the game somewhat late i think i first heard about them back in october october 2020 when the nba top shots were were selling for you know f you know 10,000 20,000 30,000 dollars and i i really regretted not doing more research back then and jumping back into it then when everything was basically pennies of what it or what it would cost to buy it now and i was aware of it in october i was aware of it in january i saw you know crypto punks when they were a few hundred dollars you know last year in 2020 and I, again didn't do anything about it and then i saw bored apes when they were you know barely minting and again didn't do anything about it and really the, the first time i got into uh, nfts was because of gary v and his launch of v friends as somebody who was like complete master of building community and building campaigns and building hype it was something that just drew my attention and after seeing what happened with CryptoPunks and everything else i just couldn't help but you know get involved in okay so it's interesting to hear your journey into the nft space because 
it sounds similar to what I hear some people saying where they hear about it, they hear about it, they see things, and there's something that triggers them to actually take action in the space. And something I'd like to understand a little bit more is, are you still working your day job? Where are you at in regards to that? I am still working my day. The thing is, for my day job is something that I just in, enjoy. It doesn't, it's one of those jobs that doesn't feel like a job because I'm able to define things that get executed creatively. It's not something that I want to give up anytime soon. So I, we are working on a project, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. But once that project is out there, that's something I will commit my, you know, I, we say the next decades of our life to. But, you know, until that's launched, then I, I, I don't see myself quitting my day job. Okay. And I asked that question because I know so many people who are getting into the NFT space, they're balancing a lot because yeah. once you do get into the NFT world, it's almost an addiction and you're balancing your day job, you're balancing your life that you previously had, and now you're balancing NFTs. So it's good to hear from you about your experience in regards to, yeah, I am still working my day job. I have several projects I'm involved in and excited about. And I want to actually get into now, which projects excite you the most, right? It's a great question. Uh, and, you know, you bring up a really good point as well around NFT addiction. I, I think before I actually talk about what projects get me really excited about, I just, I wanted to say about how much of an emotional roller coaster NFTs can be, especially when you're trying to mint one at a drop or at launch. Because it's such a rush to know whether or not you get it. So it, it's such an emotional roller coaster. And when you don't get one and then you see what happens sometimes in the secondary market and you really kick yourself for, you know, not being able to get one or having identified a good drop, a good project, and then, you know, and not being fortunate enough to mint one. There are times where I've had to like step away from my computer, you know, go out for a walk, get some fresh air and come back at it because it, it, it just activates a part of your brain that, I'm sure it activates the same parts of your brain that would be activated if you were gambling, basically. So it is very much, I feel, an addiction. So <laughs> if, if you are getting into this, you know, uh, don't be disheartened. You know, if you don't get the products, don't get the, the projects that you're, you're passionate about. There, there will always be another project and just uh, take it one step at a time, I'd say. But to answer your actual question, <laughs> which is three projects that I'm, or what projects I'm excited about, and actually three projects come to mind. I'll talk about them one at a time. One of them is just minting right now. And I was just trying to mint it and then they had to delay their launch by one day. It's called The Surreal, and it's based on surreal paint art, surrealism art. Mm. And it's the first surrealist collectible series that I've seen, and I think it's the first one that's ever launched. And the artwork is beautiful. It is, it is breathtaking. It's something that they've, they've really built a strong community around. I think they've got about 28,000 people in their Discord. Wow. Um, yeah, it, which is incredible considering that the, you know, the NFT community is only a few hundred thousand people. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about, you know, double digit percentages of the entire NFT community in there. And it's, it's something that the, the founders are just really open and honest about. They say, you know, we're artists, we're, we're here to create. We're not here to, you know, you know, sell you on long-term roadmaps. We're just here to put out good art. And that was just kind of refreshing to see. You see a lot of, you know, new collections that claim that they're going to do this or claim they're going to do that. They have long roadmaps. And I just, I'm yet to see a project roadmap that is, that is actually fulfilled, to be honest. There's, mm -hmm. there's lots of them are just, you know, short term plans to build hype, to pump up prices, put in money into the founders' pockets. Uh, and then the founders kind of, you know, run away into the sunset. 
Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, and when you've made millions of dollars from, you know, in a few minutes in a drop, it's human nature to take a step back and enjoy it. So in some sense, you don't blame them. But if this was any other world, any other business, you, you know, it would, it would be scandalous. But, you know, so I, I'd say, you know, look, look for art that you love. And then that mm-hmm. way, if it doesn't pump, if it doesn't moon, then at least you've got art that you can hang up mm-hmm. on the wall you love. That's a great tidbit to share is invest in the art that you love. At the end of the day, it's in your wallet and you have mm-hmm. to look at it. So mm-hmm. if you don't actually love it, even if it could be a successful project, you don't know if it's going to be a successful project or not. So yeah. I love that you shared that. So tell me another project that you're really excited about right now. Yeah. So another project is one that's been around for a little while. I mentioned it right at the very start. It's actually Friends. It's done by the famous Gary V. I'm not sure if you're uh, aware of him. He's quite a big time influencer, especially in the US. I, yeah. I see nodding heads. So that's... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I actually saw him speak in person Wow. Friday evening, just a few nights ago. Oh, wow. I saw that he was on an airplane, on his Instagram story, during the Christie's auction. And I thought to myself, where is he going? He didn't say that he was speaking somewhere. This is interesting. What's happening? And I jumped into the Friends Discord group and asked, Gary, where are you going? And somebody replied, San Diego, California. Well, I live in San Diego. So I jumped on and was like, where, what, how? (laughs) And he was speaking at a conference here in San Diego and I was able to buy a one day pass. Wow. Epic. So I saw him speak in person and he was as brilliant in person as you would imagine him to be. Did not disappoint. Wow. He is somebody who I I admire greatly. And I have to admit, I spent the first sort of 25 years of my life not being a fan of him, right? And I know he's only been around for 15 years, but I, I even before that, I wasn't a fan of him. But, you know, as I started to li- listen to more of his videos and uh, try to understand more about what he's, you know, what he's talking about, what he's preaching about, I, I really started to resonate with a lot of things he said, which is mostly around not putting unnecessary pressure on yourself, not rushing your life, not rushing your career, not benchmarking yourself to other people. And it's more or less everything he says comes back to just improving your own mental health which i think in our day and age where everybody's success is so visible i just i really resonated with that Uh, and so when gary v announced that he was going to be doing a nft collection called v friends it was something that i was interested in straight away i joined the community really early i was one of the first few thousand people in there and then it got to you know over one hundred fifty thousand people i think at one point and he thought about every detail down to the the smallest detail. It's something that just other collections just haven't done. So what Gary Vee did was thought, what will make people want to hold on to this? Mm -hmm. What will make people feel like they're part of something that's bigger than themselves? And what will make people think, this is something that I can give to my children one day as an inheritance? Mm -hmm. And he pushed this as a 40-year Uh, investment for him that he was going to dedicate the next 40 years of his life to building this community and the funny thing was is that it wasn't a like incredibly successful launch it actually took i think about two weeks or so for it to sell out which you know at that point was a a little bit worrying i was actually one of the first to mint i think i was in the first 10 people to buy a v-friend i I overpaid horrendously because it was a dutch auction going from a high price down Mm -hmm. to a low price and I, at the time, which was a, a lot of money for for me, I was like, oh, God, I overpaid horrendously. But I ended up getting a good V friend. It was uh, well worth 
the money that I spent. And now it's it's worth tenfold, of course, because of what he's done as the, not a brag, obviously. And yeah, so at the time, it wasn't a, an incredibly successful launch. It took a couple of weeks to sell out. But he was so true to his vision of building a community, building a something that goes beyond the NFT, something that you can feel, something that you can see when you go onto the Discord, like a sense of a common identity when you've got a V-friend. Um, and it, it, he did it so successfully to the point where supply of V-friends completely dried up. So mm. it, there was 10,000 launched. And I think right now there's only a few hundred for sale. It's like it's single digit percentages that are available for sale. If you benchmark that to any other 10K collection, mm-hmm. it is leading by miles. It's in different leagues to other collections. And that just shows you what percentage of buyers of his holders are holding for the long term. And it's not just because of the identity. It's also because he created very explicit utility around the token. So if you hold a token, you get access to three years of the conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, and people know Gary V and how much of a, you know, a conference man he is. People got very excited by that. So I bought two, mm-hmm. one for me and one of my brothers. I should have bought another one. I've got two brothers. So I'm going to have to make a very difficult decision. <laughs> I, I think we know you might have a favorite brother, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm trying to work my way up to another one, another V friend. So he, he, he did three years of, of V friends. And because you've got that explicit reason to hold and that, you know, implicit reason to hold, you know, the, the identity, the culture, the community that he's built, totally dried up supply. Right? And now the floor price, I think, is somewhere around 16 or 17 ETH for, for a floor reference. So that's, you know, you're talking about almost $60,000 to, you know, for, for reference. So it's, he's one of, there's, there's been many celebrities that have ventured into mm-hmm. NFTs because they see it as a cash grab, right? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I, I won't name names because I, I don't want to shame anybody. But if you see a celebrity getting involved in NFTs, it doesn't mean it's a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. It could just mean that they're looking to come and collect some money, you know, realize that people who invest in cryptocurrencies for a long time have eaten their wallet. It's worth a, long, a lot now and they can just spend it without having to, you know, you know, worry about, you know, paying their mortgage and things like that. And they'll just, they'll take it and almost run away. So, but the, uh, Gary Vee is one of those celebrities that really studied the NFT space, studied mm-hmm. what really is a collection. There's so much to talk about in this space. It's, it's absolutely endless. So something that you said in there that I'd like you to elaborate on a little bit, you said the word utilities and the audience for freedom with NFTs, these are new people to the space. So tell us a little bit more about what utility is. Yeah, it's a great thing. It's something that's like, you know, re- redeemable. Something gives you that gives you value outside of the digital token. So, you know, a utility could be, you know, access to going to see a film. It could be access to a football game. It could be, you know, access to concert tickets. It's something that provides value beyond the art. So Gary will be the first to tell you that he's not an artist, right? His scribbles really are scribbles, right? And I'm sure you'll have art students studying it in 60 years' time, right? But for the time mm-hmm. being, he's not an artist. But he found ways to add value beyond the token. So you, you, long story short, utility is adding value beyond the token. Does that and make that's, sense? Absolutely. And I think that's really important that we touched on that because, again, I don't think people realize that there's this other layer to just some JPEG that's online. But it goes so much deeper than that. Are there any other projects that you want to share about that you're really excited 
for? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, so that I, I mentioned the first one uh, was the surreal. So that was around the art. The second one, V Friends, was about around utility. And the third thing I always look for when I'm uh, trying to find a, a new collection to mint is collectability. So that's something that makes you think, I want to hold on to this, right? I, 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 it's something that I can add to my collection. And there's so many things that, that tick that tick that box but the easiest one for a new joiner a, a new person into the nft world is really nba top shop and if you're going to buy one of those don't expect it to you know rise overnight don't expect it to be an investment that's going to be worth 10 times what it is now in 10 years time but it's a collectible and it's collectible that's done really well because they've turned specific moments in the nba into mm. a, a digital token that you can hold on to and add to your collection and they've done really clever things such as, you know, combining various moments to give you access to other moments. They, they have mm -hmm. weekly competitions, monthly competitions. They have different scales or rarity. They've also formatted the moments in a really appealing way. I'm analyzing this quite scientifically, not as actually a sports fan, <laughs> but they've done something really incredible with, you know, what was previously just a sports game. And it, I think NBA Top Shot is a, what I'd call a, a, a blue chip. NFT, even though it's not technically an NFT because it's not on a blockchain, I won't get into that, but it is a digital token. It is a blue chip thing that you can buy. And I'm fairly confident if you did, it's not something that will totally tank in 10 years time, but it's something you can collect and have fun with. Thank you so much for sharing about these three projects and getting into the specifics as to why you are passionate about them and why you support them. So that segues us perfectly into... What are three tips that you would give someone who is entering the NFT space? Oh, awesome. So the, f the first thing I think is always combine those three things. So, you know, look for artwork that you like, look for utility, and then look for collectability. If, if something ticks all three, then that's more or less a good buy. Now, this, the, I, I will give slightly more technical tips for you know people who are looking you know buy NFTs that you know they hope might be worth something one day. The first one is actually not so technical, but it's looking at the community around an NFT, right? And that's something that I think a lot of artists coming from the traditional art world into the NFT world haven't quite figured out how to do yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but the artists that have, who have managed to build a community around their art, you know, people talk about it on their discords, on Reddit, in WhatsApp groups and telegrams that talk about the art and, and share their artwork and share their passion for the art on online are projects that are much likely to do well in the long term. Mm -hmm. So uh, the projects right now that are really taking off, the, you know, projects like Dead Feathers, projects like Galactic Apes, projects like board apes are the ones that have done a phenomenal job of building a community around their art right they build fans around their art and connect them get them working together you know getting them doing derivatives they're doing contests organizing meetups so if you can find a piece of art find the community behind it go onto their discord and just see if there's chat and see what type of chat there is if it's positive if it's warm mm -hmm. If it's collaborative, if it's inclusive, and if it is, then that's broadly a good sign. So that's definitely the first tip. So look around, look for the community around the art. Wonderful reflection. Thank you so much for that. I don't think people realize how community-based the NFT world is. I know for myself, when I first entered this space, which was August 17th, that's day that I took action after a few months worth of research. 
I went into the NFT space from the lens of being an artist for my project, Find the Hair. I thought I was going to come into the NFT world and just, you know, sell some artwork. And that's what I was going to do. Next thing I know, I become a part of the Happy Land Gummy Bear community. And my mind was blown at the community that they had created and how deep it ran and how strong this community was. And from there, that spiraled me into realizing I needed to look at the NFT space, not from the lens of an artist, but from the lens of all possibilities, which actually led me to creating the podcast that you're on today. I realized that I could leverage my expertise in my day job for this community. And I think that's another great takeaway from this conversation is you can leverage what you're doing in the regular world, in the NFT space, there's endless opportunities and everyone is needed here. Without a doubt. This is the thing with NFTs is that it, it, it's so early in the game. There's only a, a few, uh, I think a few hundred thousand wallets, definitely less than a million wallets that are active on OpenSea each day. And you compare that to, you know, the early days of eBay and you just think about how much room for growth there is. I mm-hmm. am a fundamental believer that every piece of artwork in 10 years time and 15 years time will be sold as an NFT or mm-hmm. within a company in NFT because it gives so much value to the artist. It gives so much value to the buyer. Um, so it's something that, you know, if you're thinking about it, if you're thinking about jumping in, I'd say do it as soon as possible. Every day that you wait is like a, it's like three months in, in the real world. And uh, just to sorry, pick up on something you said, you were on the Happy Land Gummy Bears Discord. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And, and you- I have one gummy bear and I also have a worm from them. That's awesome. Wait, did you try and com- complete their challenge? I think they had like a challenge to send like a certain number of messages or something like that, and you got a free gummy bear. Did you do that or not? A recent contest that I participated in with them was a story writing contest. And oh, wow. so they had all of us write stories from the viewpoint of your bear. And so I told a story that my bear was going through. I did not place in the contest, but I did participate and it was super fun to be a part of that contest because it was bringing out a skill set that I do have, but I was able to apply it in a way that I don't normally do. I normally copyright for my business and the content that I put on socials, but I have not copywritten for a fun story from the viewpoint of a gummy bear before. So I love mm-hmm. that they had that contest. Yeah. No, that's another thing to look out for in you know, trying to get a sense of what community is, right? To, to see what sort of competitions they're putting out there. Because you're seeing a lot of new NFT collections now where their competitions are really about trying to invite as many people as you can to this Discord, right? Uh, and not really about building a community, like not really about, you know, getting them to tell stories to each other, getting them to find out about each other's lives, you know, what goes on outside of NFTs. So mm-hmm. um, that, was, that was really good. The reason why I brought it up is because I was on the Happy Land Gummy Bear Discord a lot. I was I was trying to they set a challenge basically to try and send send three thousand messages by launch, and if you did, you got a certain number of gummy bears for free. So I was on there right until the very last minute of minting, and I just about got to three thousand messages. I think I had like three thousand one or three thousand and two or something like that. So I probably saw you on there, you know, yeah. Probably. What's another tip that you would give someone who's entering the NFT community? We've talked about community. We touched a little bit about looking to see 
maybe what competitions are happening within communities, how to actually be involved. What else would you suggest? Another thing to look out for is whether the collection is actually doing something new, right? Or whether it's just a copycat collection. So somebody joining the NFT space right now will see that there is 20 collections dropping any one day. Right. And that is, that is actually a statistical fact. I saw uh, over a seven day period last week, there were 140 odd collections dropping in, in a week. So that's over 20 uh, drops a, a day. And if you look through 90% of them, they are more or less copycat drops, mm -hmm. which means that they, all they're trying to do is jump on the hype of another project or just create a collectible that they put out there uh, without any real long term plan. So mm -hmm. ask yourself, is this collection, collection really innovating? Are they doing something? What Happy Land Gummy Bears did, was I, I thought was really interesting, was up until about a few weeks before launch, uh, they were going to charge, I think, 0 0.03 or 0 0.02 or something like that. And then they said, no, we want to put this out there for free. We really like the community that we're building. You know, this realistically, you know, do we deserve to get millions from this launch? Probably not. So let's give it to people for free. And they did. And the community responded with so much warmth, so much grace that the, I think Happy Land Gummy Bears sold out in a matter of, of minutes. When I say sold out, people minted it uh, mm -hmm. uh, in a matter of minutes. And what they did uh, after was uh, set royalties to about 5%. And then that helped them, you know, at least recoup something from the work that they, they put into, into launching the collection. So that was something innovative that they did. The very first innovators really were, were bored apes. They were the, 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 the originators and everybody else copied them. Then you had V friends who, you know, were in, innovating in terms of utility. And you had actually the very, very first was CryptoPunks, which was really more of an experiment. They actually put out there for free rather than actually selling those. So I'd say that the second tip, long story short, if that collection is doing something, if not, then okay. the founders probably don't have their heart in it. Okay. Thank you for that. Definitely helpful as people are entering the NFT space. And I want to segue into what you're actually working on right now. What's going on in your world? Thanks for that. Well, we're working on something that I'm really passionate about. We're a team of five founders. We're all equal. There's no you know, CEO. There's no boss. And we're working on a cause that all of us are incredibly passionate about, which is around animal cruelty and animal welfare. And the collection is really built around a story. And it's the first of its kind. And I'll explain why in just a moment. But the story is around a character called Nails. Nails is a guinea pig. He's an innocent guinea pig who's spent his entire life in an animal testing facility. He knows no other life. He wakes up every day to be experimented on. They're not brutal experiments, but they're things that are more of an inconvenience. He receives his favorite food. He's very comfortable in his cage. He has no inclination to leave that room at all because he's known no other life. He's not happy. He's not sad. Um, mm. He's just living, you know, okay. and I think that's something I hope a lot of people can probably resonate with, with everything that's happened in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, but one day... He gets a new neighbor and the neighbor is incredibly talkative, does not stop touching his stuff, does not stop wanting to talk, does not stop wanting to chat and play games and, you know, just spend time with him. And it drove him crazy. It was a, a change of pace that he just didn't want. And it got to the point where, you know, he couldn't sleep at night. It was really bothering him. And he was, he thought he was unhappy mm -hmm. until again, one day she is taken away from him. She gets taken away to a lab that he knows to be 
brutal. And he's waiting for her. He's waiting for her to come back. And she doesn't. And he doesn't realize it. He didn't realize it then, but he loved her. And he is lost without her. And he suddenly realized how dark his life was uh, once she left. So he makes it his mission to go and find her. And as he does, he comes across eight other characters that are going to help him along his way. Uh, and that is the, un- the 8.1 Uncaged. And what this is, the first NFT character series, which means that if you mint the first character, Nails, our guinea pig, you are airdropped eight characters across eight chapters over 12 months. And that's just the start. You know, we, we want to build this out into a story that we'll be telling over years and years in multiple different formats it's something that all of the founders have done before you know we have a our lead designer somebody's worked on harry potter he's worked on multiple disney movies he's worked on the mummy he is one of the most sought out after designers in the uk we've got a lead storyteller who's just so passionate about this and one of the most talented writers i've ever worked with we've got a a lead art director who is genuinely a little bit crazy but he is uh, uh, just a, he has a beautiful mind and he has he developed the concept of nails along with our lead storyteller uh, and then we've got our, our lead art worker and our lead marketer who's just such a passionate businesswoman an entrepreneur somebody who loves the nft space and has spent the last few months really embedding herself in it and you kind of got me who's just really you know you know the sexy british accent who can come on podcasts and you know, <laughs> talk about the show, talk about the, the NFT collection, but it's something that we're really passionate about. And, you know, we were inspired by what Gary Vee said about thinking about utility beyond, mm-hmm. you know, the drop. So we were thinking about how can we continue to add value? That's where we thought of the other eight, eight character drops. And something else that he said that inspired us was the, you know, the 40 years and the, the founding team are ready to dedicate, you know, the, the next decades of their life, the next 40 years of their life to this collection, to, to the community that we're building. So it's something that you can, I, I hope you can sense it's something that I'm just so incredibly passionate about that we might need to do, you know, five, six, seven, eight episodes of this podcast just to, to, to yes. cover. <laughs> so give me a time frame here. Where are you at in the journey of this project? We are very close to launch. Actually, we had our public announcement just a couple of days ago, and it was just overwhelmingly positive. It's just something that we, we didn't even expect. We are at the point now where we are in the four digits in our Discord. So we are just over a thousand people in our Discord, and there's so much warmth, so much positivity. There's so much friendliness. I, like, I know the lives of people in our community now. I know people by their first names, by I know the children, their children. I know their sleep schedule. I know what TVs they're, what TV shows they're watching. And it's just, it's so beautiful to see unfold in your eyes, in front of your eyes, the, that you've got a, a community that's being built in front of you. So long story short, where are we in the process? We are launching hopefully end of this month, probably first or second of November, but TBC. We've got all of our artwork ready. We've got that ready to upload. It's going to be in a drop on OpenSea and mm-hmm. it's going to be a Dutch auction starting at 0.5 and going down to 0.1. And we're doing that on very consciously to limit gas wars, which is a thing mm-hmm. in NFTs. I won't go into it. Otherwise, I might scare some of your audience away from NFTs. <laughs> but we're doing it basically to limit the amount people can lose from gas if they were to try to purchase one. So we're very close, long story short. And how can we find this project? How can we connect further? 
Oh, great question. So we have our Twitter set up. It's called the 8.1. It's something I'll send to you after. And if you go on there, you'll be able to see our Discord link. We have a website going live next week. We've got a trailer going live in a couple of weeks as well. And I think after that, you should be seeing us everywhere on Twitter, I hope. <laughs> Amazing. I just gave that a follow on Twitter. So I am now connected and I will join the Discord group. And how can we get a hold of you? How can we stay in touch with you? I am on that Discord. I, I talk to people on that Discord more frequently than I talk to my wife, I think. And actually, I think, in fact, she's been getting a little bit jealous recently. I probably shouldn't be saying that out loud, actually, let alone on the podcast. <laughs> no, uh, if you go onto that Discord, I'm so active. All the founders are active on it. It's mm -hmm. not something where, you know, we want to have moderators moderate the Discord. We, we are building a community that's based on our fundamental values positivity, inclusive, inclusivity, optimism, warmth, collaboration. So um, the founders are doing everything to instill that in the community. So you'll see us on there again. Amazing. And tell me, what's your handle on Twitter? How do I follow you there? Uh, it is that underscore NFT underscore guy. That NFT guy. That's you. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for being with us on Freedom with NFTs. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience before we wrap this up? If you're thinking about NFTs, stop thinking, start doing it. It's something that I think the whole world will regret that they didn't do sooner. It has been life-changing for me, and I'm sure it will be life-changing for you. I agree 100% on that. Well, thank you again so much, that NFT guy, for being with us on Freedom with NFTs. That's all for today's episode. Thank you for listening to Freedom with NFTs. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Lauren Turton, and it's been an honor to show up for you in this format and support you on your journey in creating your own freedom with NFTs.